Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean Hello, listeners You are now listening to Experience Grind Podcast With Sean and Kyle What if we do like, uh, instead, like, shock jock uh, morning radio like Welcome to the Experience Grind! This is Dildo and the Butt Plug! Well, Discord absolutely, uh, like, made you super low on my end, and I really appreciated it, so I didn't have to hear that. The Good. listeners, on the other hand, mm-hmm. you're you welcome. Enjoy that one. That is a morning drive-by radio with Kyle. I could have been a radio DJ. I wanted to go to school <laughs> for that, you know? I could have been something! I could have been somebody! I could have been a radio <laughs> DJ! <laughs> <laughs> mom come listen to my radio voice oh that's that's funny you bring that up man one of the best most favorite jokes in like my uh my old friend group of just people that like i used to hang out with is uh when the connect was coming out i made this joke like uh my mom would be so stoked on the connect because i would be on the tv and then my mom would think i was famous and so she'd run out of the neighborhood and be like everybody come quick my baby's on the tv <laughs> for some, we fucking crack up at that still to this day like Please, some, so, out of the blue like one of them will text me and be like my baby's on the tv that's laugh. hilarious one of my favorite jokes where did that come from did uh did somebody's mom actually do that in your friend group or not that i know of, that's just what i always imagined a super excited supportive mom which my mom was would uh, do, and I just like the idea of a mom not understanding technology, and so thinking that like being on the TV because of the connect makes you in like TV universe, so you're famous. Like I don't know. She just I like. I she like just walks in too. on you playing like Just Dance and has a <laughs> fucking meltdown. Exactly. She's like, "Oh my god!" So she runs outside. My baby's on TLR. My baby's on the TV. Everybody, come quick. <laughs> oh man speaking of uh boomers and not understanding technology i had a technology freak out today shawnee oh yeah tell me about it well so uh my good buddy recently let me log into his youtube account so that i could watch a movie he rented um totally unrelated to this show what a nice guy i wonder Super who fucking it possibly nice guy, could have been uh just one of the greatest people i really know in this world super friendly guy i love him uh, would give you the shirt off his back for real, and but he, seriously, I not need only, my shirt. He, he not only gave me a shirt, he did give me his YouTube login, which is very we we share these things. I've given you my Amazon logins multiple times, so we could do, do the same thing. This time you had rented it on YouTube, big deal. Uh, I was uh, at work early because I had to do some. Uh, other stuff and i got it done early so i was like well fuck it i'm gonna sit here and have some coffee and i'm gonna start watching this movie before the day really gets going dude you were there mad early i got that message from you at like six in the morning well and i did not expect you to get it and if i woke you up i'm sorry i just it was one of those things like oh hopefully sean sees this when he does wake up for the day (laughs) oh no Uh, that was wednesday morning no i was up stupid early that day okay well good so i i'm glad i didn't wake you but uh i did hit you up yeah you gave me your login stuff cool i'm like uh, I obviously don't want to log in to Sean's stuff on my work computer, uh, but I have the YouTube app on my phone, 
sure, I just log in through there. Cool, man. So I do that. And I watch a good, like, 40 minutes of the movie or something before, you know, I got to start working. I'm like, cool, I'll finish this later at home. Uh, which is another story unrelated to itself because I got home and I finally started to finish the movie. And literally, like, when uh, Pedro Pascal pulls the gun on Nick Cage, it stopped. And it's like, your rental has expired. And I was like, no! No! So then I just went and bought the movie. So I own it, like we had discussed. So mm. anytime you want to watch it again, buddy, let me know and I'll give you the old Amazon login. I got Fun you, story pal. that I'll get to at the end of this show. All right, buddy. So there we yeah. go. Um, so that's what happened. But anyways, completely unrelated, uh, as I also mentioned to you explaining all of this off air, uh, sometimes when I'm at work, like in certain sections of the building, they're just dead zones. I don't get any signal. And so when I finally come out, uh, a lot of times, like I'm bombarded with like messages, sometimes calls, whatever. And I come out and I have, uh, like 10 popped up notifications on my email. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I open it. <laughs> And the first one I see is your pledge of XXX amount of dollars to the Elder Scrolls has been accepted. Thank you so much. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I like Elder Scrolls, but I did not pledge any fucking money to no Elder. What the hell? So I like, uh, and this is why I don't, because I literally had just had to go through this recently where uh, I Google hiccuped when I was ordering pizza. And so it sent a uh, fraud notice to my bank. And so oh, I had no. to like. But it was it was just a hiccup. It wasn't anything. But this immediately had my my waivers up. I was like, oh shit, somebody did fraud me. So I like called my fucking bank and they're like, no, we don't see this charge that you're t- there's nothing here for two. They're like, what well, also really sucks. I don't know if you've ever had to do this. You <laughs> what Sean was it, or what listeners. was that name? Was that El- Elder <laughs> Did you say scrolls? <coughs> Well, what kind of if, scroll are you are you going back to school, Mr. Collins? <laughs> if you've ever had to call for fraud things, one of the things that they will do is read off some of your most recent purchases and confirm that you made them. And uh, boy, <laughs> when you have a random stranger read out how many times you've gone to fast food in the past <laughs> couple of days, really a little shaming kind of lays it all out bare <laughs> for you. But no, they did not see Elder Scrolls listed anywhere. And that's when I realized, huh. And I went and checked and I was like, uh, so I may be logged into my friend's email account. And she was <laughs> like, well, that doesn't sound good, sir. And I'm like, probably not, but I don't think this is going to be an issue. Thank you for your time. <laughs> and then I told so what had happened for some reason, when I logged into your YouTube account, uh, my phone was also just like, hey, let's log into sh- all of Sean's Gmail linked account things and i was like no what the fuck you have uh, an android don't you i do yeah so yeah. i mean it is part of the google brain system but yeah. uh i went in and i i unattached you to everything so once That's i figured it out micah before it made sense oh has oh, okay yeah that okay. happened to micah when i had him log into like a vpn but i didn't even think of it because it doesn't happen to sarah because mm. we're on iphone so it doesn't like automatically just oh, stick okay. around in other apps okay there. So I didn't even think about it. Actually, when I logged into my YouTube on her phone so that, you know, she can just watch my movies anytime and I have premium so she can watch that shit without ads. I was like, you're not logged into my email, right? She goes, she even checked. She's like, no. I'm like, oh, man, it's funny. I, I thought this happened before where I logged in and somebody was in my email. But 
Sure enough, two days later, here we are. (laughs) Problem solved now. It was funny. Funny in the moment. Funny to figure out. Uh, Glad we got it all sorted out. So, Hell yeah, I backed that game. (laughs) Well, that was Again, I was like, well, I like the Elder Scrolls, and I might have done something, but I was like, I don't think I did this. And... Uh, and then I saw you tweet later. You also, there's, so there's a Slay the Spire board game coming out. Oh yeah. That That's was cool, man. Uh, yeah, dude, that was kickstarted, um, back in late fall. Um, yeah, I'm really hype. If anybody's played Slay the Spire, I know, uh, your good buddy, Michael plays that game. Michael likes it a lot. Time. I've played it a lot. It's a good yep. game. Anybody who's played it, you know, it feels like a game that was made from something that was a board game first, you know, and then it's given all this stuff. But in in quite the opposite form, it's this amazing, amazing deck building roguelike video game that they are now turning into a board game, a deck building board game mm-hmm. where you're going through these procedurally uh, generated or randomly generated dungeons each time and just doing runs. So super, 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 super hype about that. That is very awesome. Um, I'm interested in it because, again, I do like Slay the Spire, too. Uh, there was... Oh, uh, Kickstarters. I kickstarted one game, and Sean, it's probably coming up on, like, six years now. That shit ain't coming out, son. They keep sending fucking updates, though, and I'm like, just release it, dude. What the How fuck are you, are you doing? updates? Because I think it's just, like, one or two guys. It what did look cool. It's this game called Heartforth Alicia. It's a 2D Metroidvania, of course. It's the, it yeah. looks really fucking cool. It's super based in like, uh, magic and spells and it does look cool, but it's also like, uh, what it feels like now at this point is that like they, they do work on it and then like new stuff comes out. So then they like take time to implement new stuff. And it's like, dude, you gotta just fucking, cause like the, they'll send Finish out the like game, everyone update later. Yeah, they'll, they'll send out, like, graphical updates, like, oh, we made the cave area look like this now. And it's like, why? Just fucking put it out. That's insane. Did it yeah. Did it reach its funding? It clearly oh, did, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, I don't... Let me look it up now. Because now that... Yeah, it uh, got that, that little part of your brain itching. Uh, the other game that I kickstarted uh, was this... Have you ever heard of the game uh, Townsfolk Tussle? No, it's a it's a boss battler. So basically, you're just uh, running boss uh, fights. You know, you don't have to fight little wimpy things. You are gearing up before these bosses and all of these bosses act, you know, differently. It's like a boss rush kind of game that you can play either solo or up to four people. But it's all in the style of like 1930s to 1940s Steamboat Willie kind of thing. Very Cuphead, very Cuphead-esque. The illustrations are just absolutely gorgeous. It's all the themes of every character is all kind of... Imagine if you were watching this as a cartoon, but it's also like very brutal. Like your mayor was murdered and all of these nefarious people are coming and just massacring everybody. And so it's like it's it's on you to run them out of town and try to see who's going to be the next mayor. So I'm very excited for that because it's only had this is the second printing of it. And the original printing of it goes for like really uh, like a lot of money. Okay. so it's like one of those get your hands on it now. Like this is your chance. 
Do it now. So, I'm very excited. Hold your peace. Well, hell yeah, man. I'm I'm stoked that you have all of these board games that you're you're throwing yourself into. That you have a partner that's enjoying them with you. You guys are finding new friends to play with. You're like, you're fucking doing it up, man. We're adulting. Though the sad thing is, is as you know, none of these are gonna actually show up here for like another six months, which is kind of a bummer. Oh, well. But hey. We've got Frosthaven over here. Sure. Just permanently set up. There's another game set up at Sarah's house. And then, like, I have a solo game. I have a... I'm sure you didn't notice this table right behind me. I just moved this in here today f- for me to have my solo stuff set up. I like it, too, that you... uh. Oh, fuck. I forget what I was going to say. I like you <laughs> in general. I'll tell yeah, you that. Nice. I like uh, you, too, buddy. Doing the adult thing. That's also super cool. Oh, uh, no. I forget. <laughs> but, no, oh, uh, when they come out that late, it's like a Christmas that you forget about and then remember. So it's even better, really, I feel. Oh, exactly. Dude, it's kind of okay. So I got really, really hype over the last two days. I woke up Wednesday morning just to randomly, I opened up Facebook, and the first thing that I saw was Modest Mouse is playing at Mass Mocha. Which, you know that festival down the street from Mitch's house that usually goes on when we're doing the Yard Game Olympics? And it's like, yeah, this is the Fresh Gas Festival and Wilco and all of that stuff. Anyways. Yeah, sorry. Anyways, this place, it's just a, Mass Mocha is a a museum, like an art museum. But they hold like big shows and stuff and concerts. And so they're playing there, like literally right in my backyard. You got to go. Oh, yeah. I mean, I already have tickets. But You're that's also, for uh, five days after my birthday. Dude, So tight. we have tickets, and I'm going to completely forget until like a month before and get <laughs> super hype again. You're all, I was going to say, you're also a big Modest Mouse guy, aren't you? One of my favorite three bands of all time. Wow. So that's ranked. All right. So give me the other two. I mean, Chili Peppers, and I'm just giving myself some leeway with the third one, because I can't think of another one, but I'm sure there's another one up there. Fair enough. Well, I didn't know Modest Mouse was up there for you with Chili Peppers. I know you liked them a lot, but top three, that's that's high marks, man. So, yeah, uh, I will admit I'm most I'm just kind of a float on guy. I I never really got into Modest Mouse. Um, that's fair. Everybody else I know did. It's just, you know, some of those things don't click for you. Uh, a lot of people like the Beatles. I don't fucking get it. I know you don't either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't get it. But that's fine. My favorite joke from Wayne's World is when he, he talks about. Yeah, this band's coming up next to the shitty Beatles. They go, how are they? Yeah, kind of shitty. <laughs> Felt. <laughs> ah, oh, that's man. mostly just to trigger those certain people out there, too, because we know they're out there. You know, at some point, it's just like, I don't even care anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I will say, when we went to D.C., we talked about this last week. We went to see D.C. a couple of weeks ago, went to this board game cafe. And the first day, day was awesome. You know, we got breakfast. We got some coffee. We played some games. And then we went bare, back there the next day. You know, when we're about to leave, grab there. It was it was good. And we tried, wanted to try a couple more games. I will say this place was awesome until I don't know what the fuck it was. Is it Sundays we're going to play Beatles all morning kind of day? Man, I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is like the fifth Beatles song in a row. What the fuck? This is a nightmare. Way to ruin and then I tuned my it day. out because I really don't care that much. I know, right? But when you notice it, you're like, fuck, this sucks. I rag on the Beatles a lot. You know what huge band I really just don't fucking like at all, though? 
Who? You too, man. I don't know anybody that likes you two. Right? How are they that big? Listen, you you put a song on you put an album on my phone <laughs> that I couldn't get rid of. Yeah. Listen, you weren't even on my radar. I didn't give a fuck, a flying fuck about you two. Then all of a sudden there's an album on my phone and I do not like you. I do not like you. You can go the fuck away, Bono or Bon Jovi, whichever name you are. <laughs> he's he's Bono. It's Bono, but we call him Bono. I I don't understand the lot. Like I get and can appreciate the sentiment of giving everyone a free record. Why can people not delete that record if they do not want it? Mm. That is where it gets fucking weird, and you're like, why are you doing this? Yeah. So I mean, I probably can sue for irreparable damages to myself. All right, folks, all all you listeners, let's let's uh, look Start into a class, class action, action here. <laughs> yeah, I think there actually was one. I think there was a class action lawsuit. Dude, I just got a check delivered to my work. How much uh, was yours? Couple days. It was like seventeen bucks. Oh, you got way more than me. I got five. I think. What was for yours what? for? Mine was for the Equifax data breach. Oh, no, I haven't gotten that. Mine was for um, back when like Apple Care was taking uh, refurbished phones and then like selling those or whatever. I don't even mm-hmm. know. I don't even remember signing up to be a part of this, but I got a check for 17 bucks. I deposited it and it didn't bounce. So <laughs> sweet. Uh, yeah, I, I actually need to deposit my $5 check still. Hell yeah, $5 is $5. It is, man. Hell yeah. 20 bucks is 20 bucks, bro. Yeah, that is what they say. <laughs> I've heard that a couple <laughs> times. People do a lot for 20 bucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, had some, I had a lot of things I wanted to talk to you about, buddy, because I love talking to you. Um, yeah. How's the how's the the snow weather? Snowboarding done? Yo, this is bullshit, man. It was gorgeous out yesterday. It was uh-huh. like almost sixty degrees. Woke up this morning. Went to I went to leave, and I went right back to the bedroom. And I'm like, there's there's snow everywhere. There is snow all over my car. And I will tell you what, Kyle, Kyle, I went to clear off my car, and there is more ice all over Aww. all of my windows than there has been in the last month and a half. And I, I was out there at 6.45. Motherfucker, it's been like 50 degrees for the last week. Go away. I'm done. I'm done. Go away. Go do away. Have a, what do you use? Do you have the, the scraper on like the stick? No, I got a little tiny one. So all my knuckles are all bloody. Because oh. I kept like sliding and just ba- like sliding my knuckle against all the ice shards. Man, they got these cool circular ones. That I used to use back when I was in Indiana when I actually needed them. They're fantastic, dude. They're like Mm. a a cone. It's weird, but like something about like the cone shape vibrates the eye and it it just shatters. How is this not something I've ever heard of and we get way more snow than you did? Do we used to get some? 
That's what sucked about Indiana is that we got ice. We didn't get a lot of snow. We got always ice from fucking Chicago, dude, from the lake effect. You get so Yo, much. Chicago just... fucking sucks. Yeah. I hate Chicago. I've gone on record many times. Fuck Chicago. Eat my butt. You suck. Okay, question. Talking about eating butts. Talking sure. about eating things. Deep dish. You're not a big fan, right? No, Chicago deep dish pizza is not pizza. It's lasagna. Thank you. It's not lasagna. Okay, so you don't like it, correct? Oh, I fucking hate it. Okay, would you like it if they called it, like, lasagna pie? Again, like, I wouldn't... Like, if it it wasn't presented to you like pizza. Correct. Like, I wouldn't hate it. I I still wouldn't eat it, because I don't... Well, all Italian food generally sits way too heavy for me, man. Sucks. Yeah, Yeah, it's just so... uh, Ugh, it's... Fucking weighs me down. Can't do it. Give me a nice but, Mexican place. Absolutely, dog. Ten times yeah. out of ten, I will take that over fucking spaghetti, linguine, everything. It all yep. just, oh. I know you can't have Chinese food anytime you want, but that as well. Like Chinese uh-huh. food or Mexican food. Mm. All of them. All of them. Yeah. All day. Yep. I make a day, pretty good beef. couple of uh, Asian dishes myself, and uh, I'll cook those. I make a pretty mean Thai beef. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Uh-huh. Oh, With man, I do, I do coconut milk and the rice, and I get fresh limes, and I cut up fresh chilies. Mm. Mm. Let me tell you, I make my own sauce, too. With, like, Damn. soy sauce, sugar, fish vinegar. That oh. sounds pretty fucking bomb. It's one of the few things I cook very well. That's Outside amazing. Of that. And your mom's asslessness. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's a... I thought you were talking about my moms, in which case I was like, dude. Well, I wanted tested. to insult the listeners more because uh, we've been loving them a lot at the end of the episode, but I want to give them something to feel that love, like, you know, some sort of abusive spouse. <laughs> Why do you make me do this, <laughs> listeners? Why do you make me be mean to you? You know I love you, baby. <laughs> oh, no. Why? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I do don't want to talk about this, Kyle? <sighs> Yeah. No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Man, you know what? I think I got anything else, really. I mean, I've got tons yeah. of other things, but I do. I want to talk about this movie, bro. Hell yeah! That's first. Do you have Facebook pulled up? Ah, I can in like a second. Okay. Because I did. I I didn't get a lot out on this. Actually, this is gonna be. This is my. I did Vengeance, two, three. This is my fifth movie. This is so, your fifth movie. So this is my fifth movie. Okay, okay. And also, BT Dubs, next episode's episode 300. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Man, we were not prepared for this, huh? We were not, bro. We are not prepared. Anyways, this is my fifth movie, and I will say... I will say I think I've had a pretty good have, string of movies here. You have had a outside really good of Almost run. Heroes. Outside of which one? Almost Heroes. <sighs> yeah, but I mean, that's the way it goes sometimes. And neither of us knew that one was bad. Yeah, it was. It, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yo, Kill List. I, I'm Kill still List thinking about. I'm still John thinking Wick about two? that. And how- Killer. Yeah. Uh, the BJ Novak flick. I, I enjoyed it. I I think it came off harsher than I intended in the episode, but yeah, I I did enjoy it, and I think 
I also did roast him, but just, I mean, come on. I, for, I would say for someone, I, I'm not, I'm usually like a fly by the seat of my pants. Like, yo, give me something to watch. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. But when the ball's in my court and I, I need to pick things. Ooh, that is like uh choice anxiety. You know, sure. it's like, fine. How'd... Mandy has so, the same thing I when I try to get is, her This to was get pretty dinner. good. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you had, you had a great run, man. Especially dude ending with this one. Spoiler alert listeners. Sean knocked it out the fucking park. Banger. Um, I was really shocked at the amount of things since I watched this movie, the amount of memes and the mm-hmm. amount of just content surrounded by this. Like our buddy Yuri put something up on Instagram. I sent it to you. I texted him. He just got back to me right now being like, no, nah, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to watch it in the next couple of days. So it's like people who haven't even seen this movie are sharing things from this movie out of nowhere this week. Mm -hmm. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope people get curious and they're like, what is that from? And they go and watch this movie because this was on my list last year when it came out. It was on my list. I needed to go watch it and I never got around to it. I wanted to see this in theaters. I love everything Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And so it was like up this in pig. Like I couldn't see pig because it was super limited run at a theater like an hour away. Um, Whereas this one was actually playing next door to me. So it's even sadder that I didn't get to see it. But man, I'm so hyped that it's starting to get traction, at least meme wise. I'm also it's this is another movie that no matter how people really explain it to you it doesn't click until you see it because like i'm familiar with this movie i knew vaguely what it was about but oh same it's a completely different thing to actually watch man we all heard the whole it's nick cage playing nick cage in a movie where He's, you know, he's Nick Cage, the movie star, but he's broke and he's got to, you know, he's taken too many bad movies. It's super meta on the whole. Super meta. Nick, like Nick Cage takes whatever movie he gets offered because as he explains this movie, he works. This is his job. He likes making movies. That's what he does instead of being picky and choosy, blah, 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 blah. But until you get like halfway through this movie, like you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then the pieces start to slide together, you know, between like him and Javi and like you start and Javi wants to make this movie. But then you start realizing that kind of everything they're doing is kind of movie-esque. And then and three quarters of the way through it, yeah. you get this brain flash where it's like they're literally acting out the movie right now that uh-huh. they want to do. And then spoiler, everybody. It's literally Austin Powers 3, where the movie ends with them watching it in the theater. Of, but before that, we get the cut of like the actors playing like it's the super hot, fresh actors that are playing like yes. the roles. It's, but I love that hard cut. And then we're like, it's from reality to movie world, like how they reality uh, to. Oh, is that Demi Moore? What uh-huh. the fuck? <laughs> uh huh. It's very, very. The the meta-ness of it, I love the self-referentialism of it. I love Nick Cage's sense of humor about himself. Even though, like, as the directors and the writers said, like, this is not a parody. They they 
they didn't set out to make fun of Nick Cage or his career. It is they wanted to make a love letter to Nick Cage and his career, and they absolutely did. At no point does anything in this movie feel uh, like a cheap shot or tacky or mean spirited. It's all very well versed in love. Uh, I think having the actual Nick Cage on board. Uh, as part of that, I'm sure he brought a lot to it, but it, uh, he brings so much fucking heart to it, which is mm-hmm. so many people, the only- they, they meme Nick Cage, which is fine. And Nick Cage has leaned into that in his career too. And this movie is an expression of that memeage, but it is like, a, it's a love about Nick Cage and it's, I think it's well-deserved, man. And you referenced like, there's never anything negative. Literally there's like one line of negative like air quotes negativity when he's talking to fink neil patrick harris fink about and he's kind of like his agent and he references that he will just take anything that is the only air quotes dig but Mm -hmm. he explains like this is his job he he's an actor that is what he does and then every other reference to it whether it be the opening scene where they're watching one of his movies like through to the the freaking tableau or the hidden like cave to him that Javi has, which is just a love. It has stuff from Mandy in it. Mm-hmm. Like is that the chainsaw from Mandy? Ma- and he goes, "Yeah, Mandy, that's a hugely underrated film." <laughs> yeah, and we agree. We love th- Mandy. He's got Caster Choi's guns and mm-hmm. like. Man, it is such a love letter to everything that he's done. And as someone who just absolutely, like, (laughs) obviously this is rose-tinted glasses because I adore everything that he does pretty much. You know, I just, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. And just seeing this, it just warmed my heart and had me laughing the whole time. So you put it much better than I did. I just gushed for the last three minutes. (laughs) So anyways, kicking it back to you. Uh, Nick Cage is a funny, funny fucking guy, man. He's, he's warm. He's honest. I love that about it. Like, again, I mean, it is fucking acting, but there's a lot of truth and heart in what he's saying here. He's like, again, it's also very cheesy, very, uh, narcissistic, also very nihilistic at points, which Mm -hmm. it hits so many boners for me, man, at all points. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, my favorite points in this movie is because he is just so in love with acting and that's one of the big things about this movie is he's so obsessed about his work and everything that he does that his family's like you are just pushing all this stuff on it on us mm -hmm. without him even realizing he's just trying too hard blow whatever but he is so in love what he perceives to be acting in film that when he's going again guys this is about to go off the rails in this movie when he's going undercover for the cia in this movie (laughs) because everything happens in this movie there's a scene where he's like oh yes this the spycraft thing it's kind of like acting i could get behind this and she goes well good i got another mission he's like no 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 (laughs) <laughs> Fuck, dude. and he does like everything to like where he does like this with his hands like to the side of his head and like does the gone in 60 seconds my thing, favorite man, thing that gave me an insta boner i love that one of my oh. uh i'm i guarantee you we'll be talking about gone in 60 seconds a little bit later oh yeah um, we will 
God damn it, dude. It's so fucking fun is the last way to put it. It's it's a fun trip. And of course, Nicolas Cage is fucking doing fantastic work in it. But what is also awesome is that literally keeping fucking pace step by step, Pedro motherfucking Pascal is just crushing it as Jave, the fan-obsessed Nick Cage Uber fan, who's also maybe a cartel hierarchy leader, maybe, who knows, CIA's looking at him, let's find out, Nick Cage help us. Uh, So yeah, Pedro Pascal, fucking amazing in this movie. I just one week ago, while watching The Last of Us finale, Mm -hmm. said out loud, I don't think I can ever see Pedro Pascal again and not think of Joel. I sat through this whole movie one week later and couldn't take my eyes off of Pedro Pascal's hobby. Mm-hmm. Completely like, different I couldn't guy. at all. Just he is so lovable. Acting. He is so lovable. He is this conflicted character in a role that he doesn't exactly want to be in when he clearly just has a passion for film and the arts and a love for Nicolas Cage. And he's got all of this money to make this happen, but nobody that will go along with what he wants to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, just a lot of people telling people, hey, yes, nod and do what he says, but nobody actually doing it for him. I love the story and the reasoning why he's such a big Nicolas Cage. Because again, this movie has so much heart in it. And uh, Javi loves Nicolas Cage because as his dad was dying and he was taking care of him, they watched this one Nicolas Cage movie together and laughed and laughed and made me think of like, you know, there's so many movies that like, I just, that's my dad. Uh, Christmas Vacation with Chevy, that's. That's a dad movie. My dad loves Austin Powers' Gold Member. I can't watch that and not think of my dad laughing. Uh, my dad's one of the types that, like, he'll fucking slap me on the knee and tell me to watch this part. Even though I've seen the movie with him 400 fucking times, I know the next part coming up. He wants me to yeah. make sure I see Or he'll quote the whole fucking line before it happens and then quote it again as it, you know. I love that, that it's just this, this bonding over a movie, like, mm. It's so rooted in realism. Yeah, man. Like his whole reasoning behind loving him. And no, this isn't reality in that like anybody could make this happen. But he is, like you said, a supposed cartel drug leader. This is set. He lives in Mallorca. And so like he's got like this fortress, whatever. So he's a special case. But. Yeah, his whole reasoning is just perfect. It's, and so that's can we run through this real quick yeah, just for, yeah. for our listeners that may be on the fence about whether or not they want to watch this. And believe me, no matter how off the rails this may sound as we're describing it, it's even better while watching it. It does not matter if we ruin anything in here at all. Like I will 100% watch this again like 10 times. Don't even care. So like we said, it starts off. He's going through a divorce. He's, you know, he's in like therapy with his kid because he's trying to make things work there. And, you know, it's showing that it's kind of always about him. He's always used to being the center of attention, but yet he can't get these roles. You like how the monologue that he gave to that director just played off at the end? 
That director was supposed to be Quentin Tarantino, fun little fact. It was supposed to be? Uh Uh-huh. But they they couldn't get him. And so that guy is actually the director of uh, the movie where he's a fucking criminal in the woods. Criminal in the woods? (sighs) Yeah. Matchstick Men? No. Not Matchstick Men. He's... What the fuck? Joe? Is it Joe? He played... The name is Joe. Yeah, it is Joe. Joe. Yeah. That's it exactly. So it's... Uh, that is... So that was David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green. And that, I guess he and Nick Cage formed a really close friendship making this movie. And, like, they've continued it throughout. So when they couldn't get Tarantino, uh, Nick Cage was like, oh, well, I want to put my friend David Gordon Green in this instead then. And That's fantastic. Called him up. He came and did the cameo and... I love it too. David Gordon, Cage. Ah. David Gordon Green has a much more proportional face, so worked out <laughs> all along for everything. <laughs> so he's going through a divorce. He's living yeah. in this uh, this hotel place. Uh, he owes literally like seven hundred thousand dollars to them. I think so yeah, and he hasn't been able to get any work. And the only offer that he's had to do any kind of work is to go to this island for like a birthday party. And he's like, no, 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 that's pathetic. That's, you know, the bottom of the barrel things. He finds out he doesn't make it in this in this role, this life-changing role. Get yourself back on track. Now, throughout the course of this movie, he keeps meeting with a younger form of himself, Nikki, who is like kind of shit-talking him, but also trying to set him on the straight and narrow while also being like, woo, you got to get it back, Nikki. You know, just like, <laughs> oh, it was it was so good. Also, um, it's, it's played by Nicolas Cage, just de-aged computer. I love that. And just, it looks so good. Because we're also getting like both Nicolas Cages. We're getting serious, actual actor Nicolas Cage. And then we also get fucking wild, cut-free Nick Cage that is just off the rails we get a boat and it's oh and it keeps jumping back and forth throughout the whole movie where he'll just be in the middle of nowhere or in a lobby and just talking to nikki or it'll like fade to black and there he is next Mm -hmm. thing you know they're making out with each other like i said this movie's unhinged (laughs) nick cage smooches real good tell him nick cage smooches real good and then he squeezes (laughs) his own ass too i love that (laughs) so good dude Oh, and man. So, so he calls- that's why I'm telling you, man, I don't know if we'll do it for 300, but for real, the next movie after being John Malkovich, you're going to fucking love, bro. I can't wait. I can't wait, dude. It's that's so- like, that's one of those movies that's always been on my list of I've got to see this movie, but I've never had a reason or, you know, put aside the time to watch it. So I'm excited. You are going to love it. Um, I did what before we got much farther i did want to point out another just fun little fact uh i guess for a long time nicholas cage was really pushing to play the heavy part he thought number one heavy was the better character and number two he thought it would be funnier if he was playing the super nicholas cage fan instead of being nicholas cage so he wanted pedro pascal to be nick cage but after he I'm real saw glad they didn't do that after they saw after he saw pedro pascal's performance he's like Okay, he's Javi. <laughs> here's the okay, so here's the thing. This movie, I think, up there is like pig level stuff, you know? It's like it's real good. Like this movie, again, spoilers, real fucking good. If mm-hmm. they swap those, you're looking at like bottom of like 
that I think yeah. this movie would have been bought like lower tier Nicolas Cage movie because it would have just been too goofy. Probably a little bit. It's it does work better with authentic Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. I feel that's yeah. kind of also what we're all wanting to see. So when when you and, get three quarters through this movie and it still feels like it's it's like a legit thing. Mm-hmm. Until things start going off and their shootouts and stuff like that. Well, like what, everything feels so rooted in reality. Once they start, once it's it, the twist or um, it's not a twist, but the story twists when Nick Cage brings in the kidnapping and that's when yeah. it starts to layer into the real life. And then it becomes meta and we start building the movie as we go along. And they reference it many times. They talk about. Ah uh, well, in the third act, we got to have the super uh, out of nowhere action scenes because you know it's been a two act comedy, but we've got to give the people what they want. And Nick Cage is like something for everybody. Yep, yep, beautiful. You wanna you wanna go for a ride and see where this third act's gonna take us? <laughs> figure out this third act. So uh, he calls up Fink and he goes, "Listen, I'm running out of options. I gotta go get. I gotta go get me back. You know, not like I've gone anywhere, but." We're going to get back. So he goes out to this island and meets with Javi, who turns out to be this uh, this olive, uh, owns an olive grove and, you know, other things that are kind of left pretty murky. Uh, he is taken out to some cliffs where you, you can see. Uh, and Javi's also kind of hinting at that he sent a script out to his agent who Fink never gave it to him. He's like, what? I never got that? It's like, yeah, of course not. (laughs) Never got it. Nick Cage is kind of getting more and more irritated. Like, what the hell is going on here? What is this? You're just some rich dude that brought me out here, and you're taking me up into these cliffs. One thing leads to another, and they end up having a great time. Getting drunk. You know, Javi gets him to do a little, like, improv fun action acting, and they jump off cliffs which neither one of them for some reason realized they were going to jump off of, but they're in the moment. And Javi's mm-hmm. like that fly by the seat of your pants, eccentric billionaire that just does shit. You and know? you would also fully believe that that is something Nick Cage would absolutely do. I would fully believe Nick Cage would just on a whim be like, Hey, let's jump off this cliff. Yeah. Absolutely. It is not weird or out of character at all for that guy. Nope. And, uh, Yeah. And, and and they start bonding over some drinks. They have a good time. He says, you know, let me read that script. They start actually becoming pretty close mm-hmm. until, well, no, they still continue to get close because for somehow Nick is able to lead this dual life. You know, he's an actor. He's able to do these things. But he gets in touch. The CIA gets in touch with him. Mm-hmm. Saying that they think that the girl that was kidnapped at the beginning of the movie, this president's daughter, is there and he kidnapped her. And so they have him doing all of these missions while also during the day he's kind of – he's like, no, I don't want to be in your movie, but let's make a movie together. Yeah, he's like prodding him, stringing him along. It's like this fun body buddy thing. They both do LSD and go on one of the funniest, funniest movie adventures I've seen in a long time. From the the minute they're in the car looking at each other mm-hmm. to like when they're climbing over a wall and Javi Dude. pokes around, he's like, "Oh man, it the just we could just walked around it, man." The wall scene is because again, 
while this movie is a love letter, it's also sending up a lot of tropes about movies in general. And this one has, it's making fun of these action movie tropes where like the hero saves the day and pulls up his friend. And I love it. He's like pulling up uh, Pedro Pascal the first time and he's like, just drops. And he's like, fuck, you're heavy. <laughs> he goes, your head's heavy. He goes, yeah. yeah, I got a big head. He's like, fuck yeah, your head's too big. <laughs> <laughs> and this is after they're sitting there, right? They yeah. are they're plotting Ugh. this scene for their own movie, but they're tripping on acid and they're like, yeah, so we'd be sitting here and then we'd notice those two people over there start looking at us. And then at that moment, they look over and instead of planning this movie, they now think that that's a reality mm-hmm. and they're immediately freaked out. Oh, dude, dude I, I love, couldn't stop laughing. My, the best one is because, uh, again, they're on LSD. They're tripping their balls off. And Pedro Pascal is like, are they looking? I got to see if they're looking. And <laughs> Nick Cage is like, OK, <laughs> but if you look, make it look like you're laughing first and you're just turning your head. So then Pedro Pascal just directly turns his head and just laughs like a psychopath staring at these people. So fucking good, dude. So good. Oh, man. So true right. to form. We got to walk uh, away. All right. On the count of three, just takes off. He says one and he just books it. Oh, uh, dude. So good. So good. So yeah, th- that, so- I love that whole wall scene in the village. And then Nicolas Cage leaving in the car. Just smashing everything. All of and them. And this dude. Aston Martin dude. Just classic car. Just when he scrapes along the fuck is. He's like, I can't drive on acid. He's like, oh, I can't drive, man. So I guess it's on you. Oh, so that's when we find out about this little uh, this little creepy den to Nick Cage because Nick Cage is trying to get in and see if the girl's in there. Like I said, doing a real good job bouncing back and forth between being a spy and being Javi's best friend. Uh, but then he just realizes it's just a shrine to him, man. Shrine. That's the word I've been looking for mm-hmm. for the last 15 minutes. Shrine. Hmm. Anyways, so then they start baking in this kidnapping plot because he's like, well, what if there's a kidnapping? You know, you got to have that scene that draws people in for the trailers. Yeah. And so nothing really becomes of that. And then all of a sudden, Javi's like, I understand what's going on. You have some issues with your family. You can't really commit to this because of issues with your family. You feel guilty. So Javi flies in Cage's family, which Nick Cage now thinks is a hostage situation. And from there, it all unravels. It's not actually, again, spoilers, it's not actually Javi. It's his cousin, blah, 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 blah. They've got to figure out how to escape, have this big action sequence. They pull guns on each other, which I thought was hilarious. When they get out into the middle of nowhere, right? And they do the whole shoe exchange. Uh, Dude, the shoe exchange is one of my favorite parts of this whole fucking movie. Dude, I was laughing so hard, especially when they were so complimentary of of each other. And not five minutes later, he's (laughs) like, oh, yeah, you're just... I got your rinky-dink little shoes over here. I can't run in this shit. I can't run in here. You got no ankle support on these loafers. When he, ju- <laughs> he also gave him vans, which have no fucking ankle support. Right? I so do funny. like, too, though, that, like, once they switched, those shoes did work better with both those outfits. They really did. It's crazy. It Nicholas really did. Nicholas Cage pulled it's- off those loafers real well. So good. I loved in the scene where, because they were both supposed to kill each other. 
Nick Cage thinks that Javi's the bad guy. Javi's told that he's got to kill Nick Cage or he's going to be killed by his cousin. Mm-hmm. And so they drive off to figure out the third act and they're in the middle of nowhere. And Javi pulls out a gun and Nick Cage goes, oh, no, you don't. And he pulls out the dual golden desert eagles from face from face off that mm-hmm. Castro Troy eagles. And he's like, and Javi has this disbelief on his face. He's like, you're going to shoot me, man. Why would you shoot me, man? <laughs> he's like, you're going to shoot <laughs> me. He's like, you're going to shoot me. Oh, man. I love when he goes, so that's basic you have my guns, and Nick Cage goes, I'm pretty sure these are my fucking guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. And then the- he does the whole, like, he gets prosthetics put on his, Nick Cage gets prosthetics <laughs> put on, and he in- impersonates a mob boss and goes undercover and, oh, into his cousin's freaking fortress there. Saves the day, rescues his daughter, the president's daughter, and there's this big chase sequence, and that's where it ends up, you know, with, uh, you know, it does this little pan around, and it's no longer the actors, but it's actors playing the actors, and yep. they're in the movie theater. So it becomes That is the film meta. that they made. Yeah. Becomes triple meta, we get Demi Moore, uh, we get everybody clapping. Fuck. I love at the end when Javi comes in and he's like, no, I couldn't watch. He was so nervous. I love that Javi got to live his dreams. We also get to see Javi survive because, of course, we do the tragic. He gets shot and we we don't yep. see him, what happens to him. Uh, of course, I love that he comes back. Oh, my God. Uh, I love that Nick else? Cage is an actual badass because he's been in a couple <laughs> of action movies. So IRL, he's actually a badass, like infiltrating this base, and like he delivers that monologue from the, the beginning of the of, movie. Yeah, was yeah. oh, that was that so from the takes, beginning? Okay, yeah, yeah it's it was. from the beginning. That's right when he when he's like, "You want me to do a read?" and he's like, "No, I don't want you to do a read." And he does the read anyways. Yeah, that's right. That's where that's from. But yeah, yeah. he goes, it's, of course, over the top. Nick Cage there and confuses the guy, and then. It takes 10 nanoseconds him. for whatever happens to reach your brain. To reach By your that time, your planes are going to be splattered <sighs> against that wall. Yeah, because he says medulla oblongata real. He says mandala oblongata. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's right. He's, he's got to do this shitty Boston accent yeah. that he can't do because he sucks at <laughs> accent, which I think is so perfect that he like, dude, yeah. he's known to suck at accents and he just rips on himself for that. And so does Keanu. And you know what? We fucking love Keanu too around here. Yeah. Oh, man. Sarah dropped, watched uh, John Wick the other night. The first one? She enjoyed it. But she, yeah, she says Keanu sucks as an actor. <laughs> what? How? No. <laughs> she goes, he can't act. He just plays the same roles in every movie. Well, I'm like, I don't of, care. Kind of. But <laughs> I don't I mean, care. That's... This is a good movie. Yeah. Keanu fucking rocks, Anyways. man. I don't give a shit. Uh, outside of in Bram Stoker's Dracula, where he does try to sound British, he is really awful in that. <laughs> for real man and i love keanu but he is terrible in bram stoker's dracula yeah that's also he's going up against gary oldman man and it just looks it looks even worse yeah he's <laughs> just yeah ah uh, but uh goddamn sean perfect fucking flick man i enjoyed every second of this like i i turn around, i bought it i was so on board I never am quite sure when I recommend something to you whether or not you're going to like it. I knew I enjoyed the shit out of this. And it was at it was Wednesday morning at about 820. 
when you texted me, tell him Nick Cage smooches real good. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, he likes this movie. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I just responded right back the same exact thing. I'm like, hell yep. yeah. Yep. Just a little nod. I also really oh. liked uh, all the references to Paddington 2. I've never oh seen Paddington God. 2, but I want to now. Dude, when him and Javi are talking about their top three movies of all time. Dude, also when he goes, what's your favorite movie? And he goes on to this long thing where he's like, well, how can you how ever you say pick? something's yeah. favorite? It's the right time, the right place. And dude, I feel that every yep. time somebody yep. asks your favorite thing. Uh-huh. That's and why so I like when he's Go ahead. When he says Paddington 2 and Nick Cage just dismisses it. And he's like, have you seen it? And then you just watch them watching it and they're both sobbing. Mm-hmm. Oh. Beautiful. Uh, fuck, I forget what I was going to say now. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. It's okay. We just we do that all the time. And I have ADHD, so I forget things instantly. I try to write that But I think, uh, I think that's one of uh, our buddy Dave from uh, I was gonna say, I know Dave's favorite movies lately. And I think because Dave talked about it so much, Ryan watched it. And I think Ryan also is a huge fan of Paddington 2 now. Yeah. So it I, does something, man. I think both of the Paddingtons have a pretty good train record or a pretty good record. Um, but I heard a lot of amazing things about Paddington too. Well, it's got two glowing reviews from this movie, so it does make me interested in it. Yeah, I mean, if I Nick, never care what Dave says. Says it good. Yeah, <laughs> I've Fuck never you, once heard somebody say Dave Michael smooches real good. Never Here's heard the thing: it. Dave Michaels likes the Last Jedi and the Beatles. How the fuck am I supposed to trust this guy? That's true. That's true. You had me at last shot, eh? <laughs> um, so yeah, man. Uh, fucking Nick Cage ruling it. Do uh, what? A, what a great. So like, just imagine being Nick Cage. I don't know, man. Craziness to go to have such a fucking career, and then to have such a meta movie made about your career. Why I can only think of one other person that's had such an illustrious honor. We'll get there. This is legit. This fit the mold of everything like this movie was talking about at the beginning. Like, of course, this is a Nick Cage movie. Nick Cage will do anything. blah de blah blah And I think that was the joke when this movie first came out. Mm-hmm. And then you see it and you're like, this motherfucker has one of the most illustrious goddamn careers when it comes to movies. It's not even funny. Well, like I like, told you, he has... This was his 102nd movie? And not, sure, not all of them are bangers, but he has more bangers to his name than I can think of for most actors. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was. It's his 104th movie. 104. Insane. And now that's, that's when that came out. There are... Looking at his IMDb, there are three movies after this. So that's 105, 106, 107 films, dog. And still, no sign of stopping. Good for him, man. Uh, that's you did, impressive as fuck. You did also want me to mention this because I, I reference this off air, but uh, this man had such a fucking string of back-to-back-to-back bangers, man. So listen to this list, listeners. Starting in 1995, we have Leaving Las Vegas, The Rock, Con Air, Face Off, City of Angels, Snake Eyes, 8mm, 
Bringing Out the Dead, and Gone in 60 Seconds. Holy fuck, man. That is just... That's only... What is that? Four years? Because it wasn't Gone in 60 Seconds. It was oh, 2000. 2000. Mm-hmm. So five years, that's dude. Insane. Just craziness. Huge movies. Love all of those flicks, man. Some people can yep. argue Snake Eyes not great. 8mm, Bringing Out the Dead. I don't care. Bringing Out the Dead is a great Scorsese flick. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude. Uh, I just... I can't... Who touches this guy? Nobody. It's Nick fucking Nobody. Cage. An institution. A Hollywood... Dude, I'm seeing Renfield in theaters. Yeah, I want to see Renfield too. I guarantee we fucking talk about Renfield on this show. So listeners, spoiler alert, watch Renfield. Yeah. When it comes out, go watch that. We're going to talk about it. Um, God damn, man. Uh, I know we had some questions. Uh, I I less so had questions and more statements on this movie. Sure. Fun fact. uh, I know our good friend Paul Kluhl listens every now and again. He watched this the day before I thought to actually watch this. Mm -hmm. So I saw him on Sunday kind he tweeted out you know about to watch this and then like 10 minutes later what the fuck am i watching (laughs) something along those lines right Mm -hmm. and so the next day i knew i had to choose a movie and i wanted to watch something a little bit a little bit more recent um and so i looked at like the top movies of 2022 and this was the first one that i saw and i'm like i'm stopping right here there's no need for me to look any further I forgot this movie came out. I forgot that I hadn't seen it, and I am watching it. And I paired that with the fact that I just saw Paul mention it the day before. And I was like, well, at this point, it's just fate. I've got to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And so tossed it out and couldn't and I'm not I couldn't be happier that I did. Yep. Again, for this I thought this was your fourth for this being your fifth movie. Hell of a way to go out. Uh I think well, going forward, I think we'll try to alternate things. Sometimes we just get in rhythms too. It's not like one of us just dominates. I, I you got the five because what did I? I picked a real shit bird. What did I pick? I got. I have our page up right here. Um, prior to the prior to vengeance, was it we tin had cup? A, I a, think it's because I I talked about tin cup so much. And no, it, we had potpourri. Then we did the jerk barbarian. Yeah. Oh wow! I've picked a sh- I picked like the last ten movies. No, because I did realistically. The jerk. So you did the jerk. I did barbarian. I think knives out was mutual. I did the menu. Glass yeah. onion was mutual. And that brings us back to December. <laughs> yeah, but it was when did we do the potpourri in there? Because the potpourri is because we were supposed to do tin cup, remember? But you didn't get a chance to watch yeah. it, so we transformed it. But I think that was when I was I didn't like tin cup very much, so I was like, ah, I, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, fuck it. Sean picked that five. was right it before was vengeance. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. What what other statements we had others on this movie? Oh yeah, yeah. So I had put up on my Twitter just to see. You know, if people had seen it or whatnot, but uh, I had somebody who let me just pull it up real quick. Live free or pie, uh, who actually is somebody that story told a bunch of Blood on the Clock Tower games at PAX Unplugged uh, when I was down there. And I ended up, you know, he ended up commenting on one of my tweets um, because I had shared a picture of the room and he's like, oh, that was me. So I kind of followed him. He followed me. 
and he put banger of a film. Reminds me of North by Northwest, Hitchcock, Wrong Man Movies, and Galaxy Quest. And, uh, you know, I think those are those are pretty good calls. And I'm glad that he went out of his way to comment on this because we don't have a ton of interaction. So I appreciate thank it. you so much for the comment. Thanks, Pi. Yeah. Uh, so there was that. There was a lot of likes on here. Like I said, I think there's a lot of people that are seeing these memes and these um, these images and sharing them without necessarily having seen the film. Mm-hmm. And I hope this changes. Uh, from your end of things, I know that you did have your friend Michael, I think, is going to be watching it soon. Mm-hmm. I think his wife commented saying that they're going to watch this soon, which is awesome. But then uh, we have a slightly tangential comment came in from phil sure did want to hit that up yeah so phil uh you know he asked a a two-part question he was our only one uh like you know sometimes we get these out a little short notice but thank you phil for always uh chiming in participating appreciate it love you buddy uh he asked first what's your favorite nick cage movie second what's your favorite nick cage role because phil also understands nick cage is an enigma he represents different spectrums of enjoyment. <clears throat> and while he may be your most favorite performance in one movie, the rest of the movie's not great. So, uh, I really appreciate this question. I think it gets to a lot of the nuance. And, uh, spoiler alert, you and I are not going to do this live. We kind of thought about a lot of these off-air. But we have some lists here, yep. man. Because it's hard. Spoiler. Hard to pick just one favorite. So Some would say Nick Cage is... Everything, everywhere, all at once. Because he, man, I wish he was in that movie. Could have been, but uh, but man, he's he just does everything that he does. He full sends, Mm -hmm. even if it isn't the greatest movie, he will full send it, and you'll enjoy his character. And you know, everything's just so memorable. You know, so how do you want to do this? Do you have off the top of your head a favorite Nick Cage movie? Favorite, uh, yeah. I mean, going back and forth, I'd say probably my favorite Nick Cage movie, Put Up Against the Wall, it's gone in 60 seconds. Okay. Really? I, I'm kind of upset that you didn't come back with a, well, how can you just pick a favorite? You, I mean, you, you gotta, you like know, I said, I've got, times, I've got like different three place. written here. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that one's fucking great. Uh, I also really like Raising Arizona. That's a fucking awesome okay. movie, man. That's Coen Brothers too, so that's a that's a win 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 win. And then, uh, of course, one of my favorite movies in general. I, I really like the movie The Weatherman, which not very many people have ever even heard of. But you also are familiar with it, so I know that you understand that. Um, Weatherman, absolutely, is that's a great movie, fantastic movie, one of my all time yeah. faves. It is. Again, just not what you would expect from Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. It's a much more like down to earth, somber performance instead of like this over the top, like he's ripping heads off of babies kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? What's what's some of your favorite Nick Cage movies? Okay, so man, while thinking about this off air, it was it's a toss up between uh Gone to Sixty Seconds mm-hmm. and Ultimately, man, Gone in sixty seconds at How one point in my life movie? was my favorite, dude. My favorite movie. Period. I used to watch it so much. It's such it's, a fun oh, flick, dude. 
That movie rocks so much ass. But I think in the grand scheme of things, one of my favorite movies of all time is Face Off. I love Face Off. That is, that's got to be my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. It's a top tier one. Uh, I enjoy it for what it is. It's it's just so wild and so over the top. Um, yeah. It's not one of my favorites. I'm not saying I don't like it. It's just, it's not one that I... Like, but I also get why everybody fucking loves Face Off. It's a wild trip, man. Especially at the beginning, before John Travolta mm-hmm. plays the Nick Cage oh, character, he's when so he's just sadistic, Nick Cage, dude, it's good shit, dude. Caster, him as Caster Troy is one of like the most. Uh, he he's just sadistic. It's just a sadistic character. And that movie is know? just it, it's so fucking fun. I think also a lot of it may be you know I don't. I'm not taking this with much recency bias because I fucking love Mandy. I loved Willy's Wonderland, and I'm one of the few people I think can say, actually say that they love that movie. It's 50 I 50 on the show. <laughs> <laughs> love that movie. Mandy was great. Pig was awesome. Fuck, like yeah, all of all these those. movies that I've watched recently, I think maybe better than that movie, but I think nostalgically wise, like that was one of my favorite movies when i was younger and i i just can't break away from that you know don't need to man it's got yeah. i literally unironically do that the, the nick cage finger on the side of the head gone in 60s i do it all the time let's go yeah yeah let's go i'll do it yeah nobody ever gets my reference that which is completely sad uncultured <laughs> swine buddy um so sad what about nick cage performances okay uh, okay, so we we just gonna go. Let's go back and forth with a couple here. Okay, you want to? Let's look at your list. Mm-hmm. I have I have a pretty good list here. Okay, okay. Let's sort these from our favorite and just descend from there. Okay. I only have I have like eight. Oh, I have three. So. Oh, okay. Then I can whittle mine down to whatever. I'll, I'll let you just do a couple, and then I'll jump in, and then do a couple more, and I'll jump in. So like two one uh, two one two one. Um. Okay. I love. Guess it. I love Ben Gates, man. I love National Treasure. Okay. Okay. I'm a National Treasure boy. Cool. I love that world. I love that story. I love his. Maybe. Man, maybe I love the story better more than I love his character, but. I also just love his character in that movie. And that so, also kicked off ben like Gates. that sort of genre in that era, like the early 2000s, the the caper real life crime stuff, because that also blew up uh, the Tom Hanks flick. What was that one? Uh, what was that? Not one? Angels oh, and Demons. No, Da Vinci Code was uh, based on a book. I know it was, but I'm saying, but like that that caper like yeah. sort of style, like solving the mystery. Uh, I'm Indiana Dan Jones Brown. light. Let me say. Yep. Um, so yeah, super cool. And I, I, I think national treasure really kicked all that off. Um, so it's up there. Mm-hmm. What else? Absolutely. Uh, back to you. Oh, that was only one though. I didn't know if you wanted to. Yeah, no, we, okay. we can go back and forth. Uh, we might get a couple of these together. Um, this isn't my Which is perfect, favorite, I'll skip that. uh, but I mentioned this one off air and you're not familiar with it, so we won't stick on it long, but Nick Cage does this movie deadfall where he is just. Uh, it to me, I think, is maybe the most unhinged Nick Cage performance ever. I, I'm here for mm-hmm. it. I want to see that. I want to watch that movie. We'll, we'll watch. You Dead said Falls it's soon. the most unhinged. Yeah, and I'm like, 
Sign me the fuck it, up. It's cool, man. It's a lot of fun. And like I said, once you watch it, I'll also have you listen to that song from the band. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Deadfall. Super, super Nick Cagey. Okay. Uh, next up, we absolutely both have this one. Actually, I'm going to skip it uh, so that you can you can take it. Okay. Dude, Big Daddy. <laughs> Kick ass. That's the one I like, was going to say. Mentioned- oh, that's the one you were going to say. <laughs> I don't know which one. Damn, you Red Miller. Then. Red Miller. <laughs> Red Miller from Mandy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> quick pivot. Quick pivot. <laughs> Red Miller from Mandy. Yeah, dude. Again, uh, some wild Nick Cage performance happened in there when uh, when he finally snaps and he turns and looks at the camera with a smile with all the red. We talked about that in that episode. One of the most Straight crazy up evil dead vibes. Oh man, such a good. Just a good visual. Way fun. Lots of fun in that flick. Um, So, yeah, I'll I'll jump in then. Big Daddy, Kick-Ass. Nick Cage is the best part of Kick-Ass. And and Kick-Ass is a great movie. I love all of it. Nick Cage is so fucking good, man. The, he's so good. The way he's and just, it's so unexpected. It's like, wait, Nick Cage is in this movie? And he's like a loving dad that also flips the switch and goes full-on psycho murderer. awesome dude so good and again one of those that people could play it but like nick cage was perfect for the big daddy part he's got the mustache and like just looks so again it's acting he's so unassuming in that role yeah great stuff absolutely uh i already mentioned caster troy earlier i i don't really i don't think i need to mention that again that's just that's so iconic whether it be him playing caster troy or you know when it switches it always makes me uncomfortable like in my head being like all right well that's not caster troy there that's, that's john travolta mm. that's nick cage doing yeah, a john like travolta impression and it's it's not caster yeah, troy damn it that's what i want yeah. to see um, not a big fan um so i will say huh I'm going to go with uh, the Quiet Loner from uh, Willy's Wonderland. Okay, the, dude, uh, love that character. He just kicks so much ass I for also, no reason. Is that, he has one line in that movie, or no lines? He has no lines. That's right. That's it says right. nothing in that entire movie. Just some grunts. Yeah, just some grunts, and they spent the entire budget on getting Freebird to end the movie. Freebird and renting that Mustang for the two shots of him pulling in and driving away. <laughs> I had to rent it for one day. Man, how do you even, how do you even, between this, you got Roy and Matchstick Men, Stanley Goodspeed from The Rock, you got the Truffle Hunter from Pig, like, it's just got so many great ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you got three written down, what's your last one there? Uh, so my last one is, of course, Vampire's Kiss, man, come on. Uh, really? Yeah. I love that I performance. I skipped dude. Memphis Reigns. For Vampire Kiss? I'm sorry, man. Again, it's not in an order. It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Maybe, It'll come back. I mean, if like favorite, I'd say probably Deadfall, hands down. But I also, I just, I like Vampire's Kiss, too. It's also, that's young Nick Cage when he was, mm-hmm. I like that part, too. Uh, also, young Nick Cage, bit of a dreamboat, y'all. Yeah. I don't know if you know that, but he's pretty good looking dude. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Vampire's Kiss. Again, it's it's unhinged Nick Cage, which I my favorite one is Weatherman, but I love an un- unhinged Nick Cage performance. So yeah, it's such a it's such a weird parallel between each other. You know, it's the same guy. How is that? 
Talk about range, yeah, dude. I know. But then I say that, that and then also range. Adam Sandler's like in two of my favorite movies ever that are not comedies. Yeah. So fucking How range. How does that work out, man? Acting. Acting. It's crazy. But the last one that wasn't mentioned, Randall, Memphis Reigns, uh-huh. gone in 60 seconds. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Great character. Great uh, adrenaline junkie movie. I told you I uh, want a 50 cars, not 49 and a half. Vinny Jones? Is that Vinny Jones? No, that's the dude at the end that he was getting the cars for after he wrecks Eleanor and like glimpses it in. Oh, yes. He's like, I told you I want a 50 cars, not 49 and a half. Yeah. And then he tries to kill him and then what are you going to do? I always thought that part was Ain't weird. Enough. It's like, dude, he brought you fucking 49 cars. You're going to flip out and kill him over one? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. That's so dumb, dude. He got you 49 cars. It's so Man, I gotta so watch petty. that movie again. Such a good flick, dude. When he yeah. they have the cocaine and he he's he takes the detective up and makes him rev it up so he blows the cocaine away with the exhaust. He's like, yeah. no, a lot of purr, a lot of purr. Oh, listen to that. Oh. Mm. Hell so yeah. good. Ah, damn it, Sean. I don't know. Do we even want to rate this movie? We know what it is. Yeah, I mean it's a perfect score. It's for a perfect me. score for me too, dude. No question. I fucking yeah. turned around and bought this movie. That is such a rarity in of itself. You should take that to the bank, people. Which brings me back to a point that I was going to say earlier that I said I would save for later. You said you bought this movie. I hemmed and hawed. I hemmed and hawed. I was looking at it on the Google Play Store because normally that's where I buy my movies. I buy them straight to my YouTube because I can watch them anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, load them up. They're right in my, you know, going to YouTube, going to my purchase movies. I can download them, whatever. I hemmed and hawed. It was six ninety nine. It was six ninety nine or five ninety nine to rent it, or it was thirteen bucks to buy it. And I just like went back and forth. I'm like, man, do I buy it? Do I rent it? And you know, I was like, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. And Sarah's like, oh, okay. And then I was like, oh, nah, I'll just rent it. You know, am I gonna watch this again? I don't know. So that kind of caught her off guard. And like halfway through the movie, I looked at her and I'm like, I'm so mad I didn't buy this. <laughs> I'm so mad I didn't buy this. And so last night she was cooking dinner and I was still talking about it. I'm like, man, Kyle, I think Kyle really liked the movie. And I was like, man, I'm just really, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I didn't buy it. And she goes, oh, you haven't looked at your Venmo. I'm like what? She goes, look at your Venmo. And I looked at my Venmo and it was 13 bucks and said, just buy the movie, babe. Oh, Sarah, you sweetheart. God damn it. Right. Right. So I got to I got to just buy the movie now. I can't not. Yeah, you have to, man. And that's cool. I need the movie, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's so good. It's definitely worth it. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, everybody. Guys, it's it's it, 15 minutes in. No rating system. Perfect movie. Go fucking watch The Unbearable Way. This is the experience talent. grind seal of approval. Yeah. Go watch this fucking movie. Yeah. This movie kicks so much it ass. It really does. It really Jesus. does. Um, this is the first ne- experience grind seal of approval, guys. The first one. Knocked it out of the park. So go watch it, man. Uh, That's what we should do for 300 is just look back at all I thought about 299 it. previous episodes and be like, seal of approval? Nah. Seal of <laughs> approval? Yeah. Seal That's approval? One, nah. I, I'm not opposed to that idea. That's one. No, nah, that sounds awful. That's uh, do it. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we'll get to something. I've had, I've flirted with some ideas here just while we're recording, but nothing super concrete. Um yeah, we'll figure it yeah, out. It's we, no bigs. We will get there. We want to do 
We'll do something. I know we will. But uh, until then, Shawnee, these listeners that are so faithful, so loving, what can they do? Our our listeners can um, they can they can get back. Not not that they ever you know lost it anyway.